Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 21st. Today marks the first official day of summer. It's also the longest day of the year. Most of the country is going to see 14 to 16 hours of sunshine today. Soak it up. We do have sunshine today in the capital city. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And we begin talking about Hunter Biden. Of course, he's going to plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors. And he struck a deal with federal prosecutors to resolve a felony gun charge. So he broke a federal law, but the DOJ cleared years of bad behavior by simply giving him a slap on the wrist. It is, and and this news broke while we were on the air yesterday, it is amazing to see the brazen nature now in which the law enforcement of this country, and again, I'm not talking about every person in federal law enforcement. I'm sure there are are some outstanding people who still love this country and serve it very faithfully. But the leadership of law enforcement in in this country, the brazen nature at which they are now flaunting how they can do whatever they want, and it doesn't matter what they do because they don't believe you're going to do anything about it. And this Hunter Biden saga in which he did the two things in regards to a rich guy not paying his fair share and violating anything related with a gun that the left has deemed just absolutely unforgivable. And yet he will just skadoodle right on out the door mm-hmm. and he's now just a free man. Yeah. Where is all that money coming from? Burisma. And then he had his girlfriend toss that gun in a dumpster and then sent the Secret Service to go back to retrieve it. I thought the interesting thing was you got one headline, both the charge and the plea all at once. So this allows Joe Biden to run a campaign without any Hunter questions. Whenever reporters are going to ask about Hunter's legal troubles, including any of that foreign corruption or failure to pay child support, which they also resolved yesterday, the Biden campaign can just point to the plea deal and say, hey, everything's been settled. It's old news. Time to move on. Yeah. And and this is Banana Republic stuff. You have the weaponization of the federal government, the Department of Justice against one candidate for president, and then doing everything they possibly can to sweep it under the rug for another guy. Look, that's where we're at now. That's where it is. The things that used to never happen here are now happening in real time. They are getting more and more aggressive. And here is what is amazing to me. The cheerleading from the mainstream national media that has gone on in the past 24 hours for Hunter Biden. I mean, they are are just actively cheerleading for this guy. And they're, they're, I mean, this total suspension of all sense of reason that, oh, this is some poor, poor just drug abuser. And this poor man who... (laughs) you know, was born into circumstances beyond his control. I mean, they act like he is some guy who's 
parents were, you know, minimum wage night shift workers who struggled to have access to food as a small boy. He didn't know any better. It's just unbelievable how they're going to paint this guy as a victim. No, this guy is an a-hole. This guy is a scumbag. This guy is dirty. This guy and and his dad... Were, and that whole family, for the most part, were totally in cahoots together to use the dad's position of power and influence to enrich and, and make themselves more wealthy. That is the long, the short, and the middle of this. That's who Hunter Biden is. That's who Joe Biden is. That's who this family is. And yet, the, me, the mainstream national media will just say the absolute most ridiculous stuff, and they're going to get away with it. Well... You know, the GOP is labeling it as a sweetheart deal, and they can't handle that. These offenses carry up to 10 years in prison, but he's not going to be prosecuted for any of them. Instead, he's going to be allowed to enter this two-year diversion program instead. And if he completes the program, the gun charges, they're going to be stricken from his record completely. Like, there will be no trace of this at all. And if the DOJ refuses to prosecute people who lie on federal firearm background checks, what's the point of the background check requirement anyway? What's it for? Bing, and bingo. And let's t- let's extend that to the taxes. If all you get for paying your not paying your taxes to the level Hunter Biden did not pay his taxes is a slap on the wrist and some probation. Well, what's the real, I mean, look, look, the risk, for him, the risk was totally worth the reward, right? Absolutely, he got away with it. Or he is. <laughs> so there really was no risk. And did he even think there was risk at all, no. knowing who his daddy well, is? Well, okay, but it comes back to, let's bring it full circle and let's bring it local. That video you saw yesterday of Jim Lucas in that squad car with that trooper, did that look like a guy who was fearful of, oh my gosh, it's all over for me? No, they were making jokes. He, they were talking about all sorts of stuff. The Indiana Capitol Chronicle has an incredible still shot of Jim Lucas in the car with the trooper, and those guys look like they're in conversations with car in cars with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. I Telling mean, it, jokes, talking about social media and Frank. So to Jim Lucas, because he knew, yeah, okay, this is going to look bad for a few moments, and I'm going to get some sort of slap on the wrist, but at the end... It's not going to be the end of me, and I'll be right back next year lording over other people in the Indiana General Assembly, so chuckle, 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 good time, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Same thing here, right? It is another example that there are there are two systems of justice, and the people who are in the in crowd know how it's going to end. It is dinner theater, and this is all a big joke. And if the GOP finds anything else about Hunter... No matter how incriminating, without some leadership change at the White House, they can just dismiss it all. Oh, this is just politics. So Hunter's attorney went on MSNBC yesterday and claimed he has seen no evidence of crimes on Hunter's laptop. Mm -hmm. And the best part of this is the chick on MSNBC, you will hear her actively cheerleading him through his answers. The Republicans will say the laptop has, has tons of proof that there was, uh, that Hunter Biden participated in corruption, that there's financial proof that President Biden and Hunter Biden were connected in, in the gains that were made overseas by, by Hunter Biden. Have you ever seen any proof of that? No, I know. I mean, it's, again, I've seen people wave various random emails around. I've never seen it. 
obviously, whatever that stuff has been available to everyone in the United States for many years, sadly, I mean, I don't know how you'd feel about if everyone was disseminating the contents of your stolen phone. I wouldn't be happy about it, but <laughs> everybody's had it. Maybe you would. I, I don't know. That, that would be your choice. Yeah. But um, I haven't seen anybody make an actual persuasive case that something was done. And, you know, you asked whether or not the subject of the laptop was, was part of the investigation. It's been out there. And, you know, we don't have any proof of it that there was any kind of violation. I, okay, so I love he used the phrase stolen Stole laptop. Let's review what happened here. So Hunter probably coked out of his mind, did, based on the behavior we saw on said laptop, did something to make the laptop no longer operational. He takes the laptop to a provider of his own free will, turns it in. The laptop provider, uh, the serviceman, fixes the laptop. Then Hunter Biden never comes back to pay because he may not remember where he actually took the <laughs> laptop given his his physical and mental condition. He forgot to set a pin down on his phone where he was located. Right. And so finally the guy says, just like any other place, hey... I did the work here that I was contracted to do. This dirt ball didn't come and give me my money. So now I'm going to open this thing up as they have the right to do. I'm sure there's some sort of disclaimer or something that drugged out Hunter, you know, when you go to those places, because it's like any other place, they have collateral against you. If If you go to the mechanic and the mechanic does the work on your car, they don't release the car. Until you pay for the work that they've done. They act like a stolen laptop. My backside, Uh Casey. And it's his lawyer, and he's acting like he has no idea what the laptop is. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. What are you talking about? The whole world has seen this. Here is the other part. If you want to say what a joke this whole investigation was, Hunter's attorney claims he was never asked by prosecutors about the laptop. Do you have any idea if um, Hunter Biden's laptop had anything to do with this investigation? Was it used? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, Were you I, ever asked about it? Um, I can't recall being asked about it, to be honest with you. Um, but there's nothing about the, the situation that's being that's been filed that has a thing to do with the laptop. Why not? I don't know. You'd have to ask the prosecutors. <laughs> he says to be honest and anybody yes. knows anytime you say well honestly yes lawyers love to say oh were you not being honest before right and he said it right there what well, to be honest with you were be- you lying before we all knew how it was going to end uh we all knew what was happening here but let's now in a clip that will now live in infamy mm-hmm. uh here is joe biden not all that long ago saying his son had done nothing wrong and he was very proud of him First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Impacts his presidency by making him feel proud. What a loving thing. So now it would appear. Now, mm-hmm. Casey, let's let's play. Kev, if we could play that clip again, because I do have a question for you. You as the reasonable member of this show. So let's play the clip again real quick. First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him, and it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Okay, so if you enter a guilty plea to issues related to not paying your taxes and issues related to lying 
to own a firearm, that would be an admission you have done something wrong, correct? correct. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. So so Joe Biden would be 100% incorrect in saying his son had done nothing He's wrong. He's done nothing wrong. We were assured of that. Well, and then yesterday he confirmed that he's still very proud of Hunter. I'm very proud of my son. Was he confused as to which son they were asking about? Think about if your kid, and I know we got to get to a break here, but think about if this was your kid and your kid had been, has now pled guilty, just regular Joe Schmo to not paying their taxes, avoiding taxes, and lying to own a firearm. And someone approached you and said, what are your thoughts on your your kid? Would you say, I'm very proud of them? I'm very proud. No, I'd probably say something along the lines of, well, they finally are doing the right thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Moving in the right direction. Joe Biden is a crappy father. Let's just say it, right? Joe Biden is a crappy, crappy, crappy father. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. It's 19 after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Well, come on, feel the noise. It's 924 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The Indiana State Fair has announced six more free stage concerts. They include Quiet Riot, Three Dog Night, and also Skillet. Also trending this morning, dozens of billboards have been urging people to get tested for gonorrhea. They've popped up over freeways in 19 cities across the country. The sign has a Titanic-like ship hitting an iceberg, and uh, it's the highest level of gonorrhea cases since the 1990s, with 700,000 people now infected annually. See, this is why you got to do the method that I came up with years ago. <laughs> What is that? Oh, I've told you about this on the air. The I called it the six degrees of separation, which is when you meet somebody for the first time. First of all, rando hookups, that's a bad idea. But when you meet someone for the first time, you got to find six of their friends. There's a good chance if you meet someone, you can find six people that you have some sort of mutual acquaintance see acquaintance with i don't know if that's even a word but th- i'm going with it you have six people that you have some sort of acquaintance with and you have to talk to those people about that person because if there's anything you need to know there is a great chance that within six people you will find out what that thing is you think the red flag will pop up like oh by the way they have gone around i'm telling you <laughs> it is right up there with the brilliance of the uh uh numbering scale that I came up mm-hmm. with, the theory of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that, you will eliminate so many potential landmines in your life, but it takes a little bit of self-control. Well, I think a lot of this has to do with COVID and how hard it was to get in to see your doctor over the past couple of years. Then that's why maybe a lot of these cases have popped up because people weren't getting their preventative care. You think that's the thing rather than the random promiscuous banging? You think that was the bigger play here is that people couldn't get in to see their doctor? Casey. Uh, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> also trending this morning, clearly it is Hunter Biden. So here's a flashback. This is from April 6th of 2021. He is 100% certain that he will be cleared. 
I'm cooperating um, completely, and I am absolutely certain, 100% certain, that at the end of the investigation, that I will be cleared. So that ran on CBS, and yes. there's a guy who's very confident that he's not going to get into any trouble. Hmm. It appears he spoke incorrectly, just like Joe Biden also spoke incorrectly. And I am sure that there will be just absolute personal embarrassment on both the part of Joe and Hunter Biden, because, man, those people have never, ever, ever, never, ever proven themselves to be absolutely shameless people who only care about themselves. All right, so Donald Trump was truthing out yesterday, and the U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware, David Weiss, says, uh, no, we're not done here. And those are coming up from 93 WIBC. A glimmer of hope. That's what they're reporting. 933, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So a glimmer of hope lit up the search yesterday when the Coast Guard announced that a banging sound had been detected underwater. This is in regards to that submersible Titan, which they believe is possibly on the bottom of the ocean around the Titanic. But they say it still isn't really clear if it is the submersible. But they have detected something. Okay, so this is really fascinating. Fascinating, And we talked about this yesterday. First of all, everyone should totally pray for those people and pray that they are recovered safe and pray for the people who are attempting to recover them and all the effort that is, is going into this because uh, this is the most one of the one of the most horrific likely ends imaginable where you are stuck in darkness. I mean, it is believed they are stuck in darkness at the bottom of the ocean, they may very well be still very near the Titanic. You are seeing mud and debris and all sorts of stuff being whipped around you. It is very, very close to being stuck in outer space. Yeah, they say that this submersible is the size of a minivan and they're bolted in. They get in the machine and then they have to bolt it shut from the outside. And they all signed many pieces of paper that used the word death. Like they knew what they were getting into. So this is the question. And look, here's what we do on this radio show. We have uncomfortable conversations, right? And this is the thing that I think people are, some people are. And and I guess it's a relevant question to ask in the sense of you now have probably – hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars being spent in terms of a multi international government cooperation to try to find these people right i mean you've got canada you've got the united states you've got france all of them working together to try to find these people however they are now spending public tax money to find people who chose to make a very high high risk decision yeah and if you are going it's like the rocket thing right if you're going to this is not some thing where it was oh my gosh there's this super relevant information at the bottom of the ocean and our government is sending people down there because they could find life-altering cures for whatever that is not that these people were on a sightseeing tour right Mm -hmm. they were going down there because they are thrill seekers and they wanted to you know touch the bottom of the ocean and see the titanic and pay tribute to these people and whatever so there is it is a worthwhile conversation to say we as a society are now spending are paying for their decisions right yeah we are spending our money 
to try to save these people because and these are all very rich people other than the guy who is piloting the boat because these people willfully made high high risk I mean, let's face it. This is a stupid decision to try to do this, given there are now many people coming out saying there were huge concerns over this vessel. There were one guy refused to get on it because he took a look at it. He's been doing interviews saying, nope, nope, took a look at it, was supposed to be there. No, thanks. It was very obvious to me that there were major problems with this with this vessel. So we're in a society. This is not little baby Jessica falling in the well where they intentionally did this. They put themselves in a tin can. Right. Knowing that they were going to go two plus miles down into the ocean, freezing cold water where there is zero visibility. They chose to do this. They signed multiple times on this contract where they knew that they could die. Right. And now, like you mentioned, Canada, France, even a Bahama vehicle is there trying to help. And the cost is being passed on to us. Look, and I, you know, I, as a as a Christian and someone who loves my fellow man, I want to see them saved and brought back to safety. And it looks obvious looking very grim at, at this moment, even though it appears they did. A plane was able to pick up some sort of movement down there and they're trying desperately to find these people. But it comes back to, again... Why, why, you know, you see what I'm trying to say here, Casey? Yeah. I'm trying to be. They made this choice. Oh, look, we're all in polite society here on uh, federally governed airwaves. And and I know children are listening and et cetera. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to word this where I want these people to be found safe. And I want, because I value life and I want them to be brought back to uh, brought back to the surface safe. However, why are we paying? Mm-hmm. For these people who willfully made a ridiculous decision, which is to go to the bottom of the ocean and sightsee the Titanic. Well, and the thing is, it's still a test. Does that make me a terrible person? No, I, I think you're being um, logical about it. In this submersible was still in the testing phase. You know, Elon Musk, he sends these rockets up into space and they blow up, but they're unmanned. He learns what went wrong, fixes it, and then we try again until it's perfect. This was not perfect. And they should have known that the Coast Guard now searched over ten thousand square miles of ocean surface. I am I am just totally enthralled by this. I've been trying to read about it, and there is one piece of audio that I just I sat there and stared at my screen yesterday, Casey, when I was putting the template together and listening to this guy's story. So this guy's name is Dr. Michael Gillen. 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 G-U-I-L-L-E-N, Gillen. Dr. Michael Gillen is the guy's name. He was on one of these missions that went to the Titanic in 2000, and his vessel actually got caught down at the Titanic. Like, he was in the position that many people think these people are in right now, and he told Sky News about this yesterday, and I just was completely enthralled by this. Listen to him talking about what happened. And then as we traversed the debris field over towards where the uh, stern section had landed, the first thing that caught my eye was the giant propeller. And when I say giant, it's huge. Compared to our sub, our sub was like a little mosquito compared to the, to the uh, blades of the propeller. But I remarked to myself how shiny it was because it's got brass and so it doesn't corrode the way the rest of the Titanic has. 
And as that happened, as I was uh, just dazzled by this giant propeller, I noticed we were speeding up, and that seemed strange to me. I thought we should be slowing down. And we later found out that we got caught up in a very high-speed underwater current. Those do exist down there. We got slammed right into the blades of the propeller, became trapped behind the blades of the propeller. And uh, not only did I, we feel the collision, but also uh, huge pieces of the Titanic started falling down on us, and we knew we were in trouble. So here is... <laughs> This is a terrible how my mind works, but here is this is in no way as serious as what this guy is talking about. But I was thinking about this yesterday when I was um, doing some stuff around the house and I have a shower which has a sliding glass door. Yeah. And it got something got stuck on it. And so I'm trying I'm at home by myself. My wife is out running errands and I'm there by myself and I'm trying to get this this glass door uh unstuck and it comes loose so it is a giant glass door and i'm there by myself and it's very heavy and i'm now holding this glass door up there completely by myself and i'm looking around going oh crap i'm here by myself not that i would have my pregnant wife help me with this anyway but i can't hold this thing forever (laughs) and no one's here Mm -hmm. and there's this moment of panic where you're like what in the world do I do? Yeah. And so finally I was able to figure out if I lean it up against the, there's part of the shower that is sturdy enough that I can lean this thing up against where it won't fall over. Now it probably won't stay there forever, but I can at least steady it long enough to grab my phone and call my dad, who is my neighbor and have him come over and help me. Mm -hmm. And as I'm calling him, I'm thinking, wow, is this something like that has to be in that moment where this guy has hit this propeller and you're like, OF, what do I do now? Now, thankfully, he could come over and help me, and we got the thing studied and put back in, and everything's fine. But that there is that moment of panic. We're thinking about if you are under you're the stuck. you're under the ocean. There's nobody you can call. Right. Well, they say even if they were to find these people, it would take two to three hours just to get the submersible up to the surface. And then it's going to take time to unbolt them right. from being bolted in. So even if they have, you know, three hours of oxygen left and we found them and we can get them up. It's still a race against the clock because they can't just whoop, get right up there. Can you imagine in this guy's story, because it has a happy ending and we'll, we'll play that here in just a second. But um, can you imagine that that moment of panic? I mean, I'm just thinking about like the time I got stuck in the elevator here. Mm-hmm. You're going, oh, it's all over for Rob. And the lady <laughs> on the other end is like, sir, you'll be fine. No, it's all over for me. Uh, this happens all the time. We'll be getting you out. There'll be a you know agent there very shortly. I think about the panic going on in me with that, or when you know yesterday <laughs> you're like this thing is going to totally fall over, and that's not a fraction, a portion, a morsel as serious as what, what these. I would at the bottom so, of the ocean. I would be so claustrophobic. You would never get me in that thing oh, to begin no with. Way. And I don't understand the fascination. And James Cameron and the movie Titanic showed us everything about the Titanic. Right, yes. Why do people keep going back? Because they can't. It's, it's like these are real life Jurassic Park people. They're real life. These people who go in these rockets, who go to the tight bottom of the ocean because they're wealthy and because they can. And it's not whether they should. Look, leave it alone. Yeah. Leave Titanic alone. Those people perished there. It was horrific. It was awful. That ship is a grave marker to those people, and that is their little corner of the universe forever. They went through one of the most horrific deaths imaginable. Leave it alone. We've seen it. 
Mm-hmm. The people have been down there a thousand times. Leave them alone. Maybe that's their way of saying leave us alone. It could be. They're getting. They're sending their message. We out. are not an amusement park. We are not a sightseeing tour. Leave us alone. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to play a more clip of the of this Dr. Michael Gillen talking about how he got free after they got stuck down there because that's amazing too. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Naked and afraid, that's what he was. Rob was sharing a story about how he was uh, trapped in the shower when the shower door started to fall on you. And I wanted to share with you a solution that my 80-year-old mother has come up with because that has been a concern for her that she might fall in the shower and hurt herself and be stuck there for hours. A lot of people will put the phone on the toilet or in the counter across the bathroom. My mom puts it on the floor outside the shower just in case she figures she can at least army crawl to the phone. Great idea. No, yeah. it's actually a phenomenal idea. And uh, like I said, thankfully, because I am a deep thinker and uh, a problem solver, I was able to resolve the issue, uh, get help, and get the shower door, the heavy glass shower door, reinstalled, no problem. Uh, we had mentioned all of that because we we're talking about these people who are stuck presumably down at the bottom of the ocean near the Titanic. The search is on to find them. Last segment, we had played this guy, Dr. Michael Gillen, who who had been to the Titanic in 2000. His vessel actually got stuck down there and that moment of panic well, overcomes we had, you. Yeah, we had played that clip of him talking about what it was like when you realize you are stuck. And he, he really went into detail on this with Sky News. And then he told, you know, it has a happy ending, how he told Sky News how they finally got free. I, being a scientist, started thinking, okay, I'm a professional problem solver. We're stuck two and a half miles below the surface of the water. Uh, how do we get out? And it it took me the better part of a half hour or more uh, as our pilot tried to jog us out and he wasn't succeeding. I finally uh, really hit a brick wall and realized, no, this is the end of it. Uh, And this voice in my head actually said to me, and I'll never forget the words, this is how it's going to end for you. And for me as a correspondent who'd been to the North Pole, the South Pole, I'd covered uh, Persian Gulf War and other places where I was in harm's way, always managed to survive it. For me, that was um, that was a bitter pill to swallow. And I thought of my wife, I'd never see her again. So I, I, I don't like recalling that experience. I was fortunate enough by the, by the uh, grace of God and by the skill of our pilot, who was a former MiG pilot, this was a Russian sub, um, he was able to finally extricate us um, after the better part of an hour. And, but then even when we got out, it was a question of getting to the surface and you corkscrew the surface, it takes about two and a half hours more. So it was a, it's an experience that uh, I'll never forget in my life. And my heart goes out to these people who are lost. I just, I'm just so sick to my stomach to, to think of those poor people down there. You know what it's like. Yeah, he's getting upset there. I mean, he's covering news, reporting that, but 
going to the di- Titanic, that was a choice that he made. Well, and and here's the other part. So this guy named Tim Taylor, not to be confused with the character Tim Allen played on Tool Time. Tool Time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Home Improvement. But he's an underwater explorer, and he was on MSNBC, and he did what a lot of people have been doing here over the past 24, 48 hours. He has a lot of questions about this vehicle. There are, wow. lot, there are a lot of questions on this, and, and this vehicle is a, is a prototype. This vehicle is experimental. It is not, in my understanding, from their own website uh, and through other people in the industry, this vehicle is not registered or certified to carry passengers. They can carry crew and scientists. So they're not, they're, they're, because they're experimental, and, and this is in every industry. Elon Musk launches rockets and blows them up, learns a lesson, and goes, fixes it and builds another one. But they're not manned. So um, the the pressure on these people to take tourists and fulfill their needs underwater way into this factor. Uh, why don't they have pingers on board like every piece of equipment I own has and any plane has on a black box pingers to locate them? Why don't they have an ROV on board to solve this problem? I mean, is a pinger that expensive or complicated no. a piece of equipment? Not at all. Yeah. Why didn't they have pingers? They were using Logitech controllers to steer the thing. That, those are video game controllers, right? Right, right. Like you're playing Nintendo and all of a sudden you're steering this this submersible. And they're saying that it was just slapped together haphazardly with cheap parts. NASA, Boeing, and the University of Washington all signed off on the construction of it. But now today... They're all kind of distancing themselves. And look, I think one of the lessons here is we just assume when we go into things that there are people who are quote unquote experts or that they are the smartest guy in every room. And while they may be in terms of an IQ, they may be if you sit and talk with that person at a dinner party, you're going to feel really inferior. But maybe they aren't always actually the smartest people in every room. Maybe their intelligence level brings a certain arrogance or hubris or whatever. And I'm not saying that's exactly what happened here, but it certainly is beginning to look like that there were some corners that were cut or some red flags that were ignored that, hey, the smartest person in, in every room should have really been able to see this and maybe put the put the, the brakes on this and said, we are not ready to do this yet because look at the position they're in. Now, does it mean that's because this is why they're in the position they're in. It may have been something that even if you'd had the greatest government constructed thing in the history of ever, maybe it was unavoidable. You don't know. But the reality is this... This was unnecessary. They didn't need to be down there. There wasn't some life-altering thing that was going to come. This wasn't Apollo 13 where they're trying to learn. We're trying to discover about space. We're trying to know more things, and this tragic thing happens. These people made this choice to enter into this very dangerous, needless excursion. It's 9.56. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.